You are listening to the Impact Church Podcast. To learn more about Impact Church, visit us online at impactharlem.org. You can also check us out on social media. Again, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. So here's here's what I know about, about Father's Day, right? So Mother's Day is one of the most attended church services of the year because everybody wants to go to church with mama. On Father's Day, it's one of the least attended services of the year, and I don't know why that is. I'm not even going to speculate. But man, good for you, husband, man, for being here with your family this morning and showing your family that, man, God is important and this community is important to you. Man, so I just want to honor you guys today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have all the women in the room just clap as loud as you can for all the men in this room. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a countdown. And I want you to really show them how much you appreciate them. Now, this could go really good or this could go really bad. It's up to you. So I'm going to count down. And then, ladies, I want you to go crazy for the men in this room. Three, two, one. Man, that was much better than expected. Man. It's good to be here, and, and what we do is we really don't, um, we don't do this kind of service as part of a series, so this is what we call a standalone message, and I'm just going to, I'm going to speak to you guys from Scripture this morning, and yes, I'm going to be predominantly talking to the men in the room, but I don't want you ladies to feel left out because this applies to you as well, 100%, and we, um, we see in Scripture a lot of times and we talk about and we sing about the grace of God, right? He's just, he's a gracious God. He's a merciful God. He's a loving God. And all those things are true. And I love talking about those things. And I love singing about those things. But this is something that we often don't talk about. But this morning, I want us to see the Lord as a warrior, a warrior. Yeah, so he's full of grace, he's full of mercy, he's full of love. But the Bible says in Exodus 15, verse 3 says this, The Lord is a warrior, the Lord is his name. And I want you to know that we serve a God who is fighting for us. We serve a God who is a warrior, and as children of God, guess what that makes you? You are a warrior. So I want you to know, sitting in this room, that you, as a child of God, you too are a warrior. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 34, Jesus says this. He says, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Look, he is fighting against the kingdom of darkness. He is a fighter. Man, and as children of God, that makes us fighters. But it really matters what we're fighting for. Right? We can't just go and just say, hey, I'm a fighter, right? Like, I'm from South Augusta, and people just think I'm a fighter because I'm from there. Guess what? I'm not a fighter. That's just not something I ever got into, and this is why it hurts to get hit, right? And I don't like to get hit. I don't like to, to be hurt. Now, my brother, some of you know him, he was the fighter, right? He was the warrior. He was the battler of the family. So nobody ever messed with me, not because they were afraid of me, but they knew that I was Jamie's little brother. And if they mess with me, then he would be coming to maybe. He might defend me. 
man, but he was always really tough, and he was the fighter, and he was just known for that in our area. And me, on the other hand, I was known for being a loving, dependable person, right? And that hasn't changed. I'm still loving. I'm mostly dependable. And, but it doesn't matter about all that, right? Because no matter what, as children of God, we are fighters. We're warriors. It's just who we are because God Himself is a warrior. So what I want to do this morning is I want to, I want to tell you three things that God has given every warrior in this room. He's given us all three things. He's given us way more than that, but I want to point out three things. And then we're going we're gonna to finish this message with three things that every warrior needs to hear. And I want you to hear that this morning because I think it's really important. So God has given every warrior, number one is this, someone to protect. Someone to protect. We see in the story of Nehemiah how Nehemiah is heartbroken because his, his hometown, his city is being destroyed. The walls have been torn down. There's a lot of chaos. And he gets this burden in his heart to go and rebuild the wall. And as they go and as they're rebuilding, he's facing distractions and he's facing people that are coming against him in opposition from the outside, from the inside. He's facing all this different stuff. And this is what he says in Nehemiah chapter 4. He's, he's looking at everyone that, that's helping him. All these people that are helping him build this wall. And he says this, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And then he says this, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your homes. Fight for them. First he says, hey, remember everything that God has done. Remember who he is. And then I want you to fight. I want you to fight for your brothers. I want you to fight for your sisters. I want you to fight for your sons and your daughters. I want you to fight for your homes. Every one of us has someone to protect. Now, I want to speak directly to the men this morning, but Scripture tells us as men that we are the spiritual leaders of our home. And we're really clear here, and if you've been here for any amount of time, you know that this does not mean we get to dictate as men. We don't get to just take control of every little thing and say, it's going to be my way or the highway. That's not what Scripture teaches. Scripture teaches that we love in a way that Christ loved the church. And he lived for the church and then he died for the church. And we're to be spiritual leaders of our home. So again, good for you for being here in the house of the Lord this morning. But man, you have someone to protect. You have a wife to protect. You have kids to protect. You have family members to protect. Maybe you have neighbors to protect. And you're not protecting them from physical harm as much as you're protecting them from the fiery darts of the devil. Man, because the enemy is constantly firing shots, not just at you, but at the people that you love. One special thing that we get to do as husbands is we get to ask our wife, hey, how, how is your heart today? Not how was your day, not how are the kids. Like, we usually know the answer to that already. Kids were horrible, my day was long, I'm really tired. Like, I get all that. But here's the, here's the good question. Here's the real question we get to ask. How is your heart today? Now, what's going on on the inside of you? Because I want to help protect you. I want to help protect you from that. 
Man, and we have some protectors sitting in this room. And it's not just the men. Women protect as well. But when you, when you think of this, I don't want you to think about the protection physically. Yeah, man, we're going to do that because we love people. If somebody came in my house to harm anyone in my house, I'm going to fight to the death for, just to protect my family. Man, we know that that's going to happen. But what are we doing spiritually to protect those same people? What are we doing eternally to protect those people? Are we praying for them? And are we asking them the right questions? Are we holding them accountable? Are we taking responsibility for how we're maybe pushing them away from Jesus instead of pointing them towards Jesus? These are questions that we have to ask, and if we truly want to be protectors, then we must start with protecting the heart of the ones that we love. And every single one of you warriors, you're protectors of someone. Number two is this. Not only is there someone to protect, but God has given you a kingdom to advance. He's given you a kingdom to advance. In Luke 9 it says this, And He called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And He sent them out to do what? To proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. As Christ followers, Man, we are, we are called and we are given direction to go and proclaim the gospel. To proclaim the kingdom of God. To advance the kingdom. So what does that look like? What does that look like for you? Right? It's going to look different than it does for me. Maybe the kingdom that you're advancing, you're advancing that kingdom at work. Maybe there's just people that God has put in your life at work and you're, you're the one they go to. They know you're a Christian. They know that you talk to God. And when things get crazy, they come to you and say, hey, will you pray for me? I need something. Will you do it? Will you pray for me? And maybe at work you're advancing the gospel. Maybe it's in your home. Maybe in your home you're advancing the gospel. Maybe there are some people in your home that they haven't really come to the decision of following after Jesus. Man, and your responsibility as a warrior is to advance that kingdom of God in your home. For some of you, maybe it's at school. And there's people all around you who are making fun of Christians, who don't understand what it means to be a Christian. And they're... And, your responsibility as a warrior is to advance the kingdom of God. It's to share your story with people. It's to fight for the gospel. And we can't be warriors without fighting for something. We're fighting for someone. We're fighting to advance the kingdom of God. There's stuff that we're fighting for. And we're fighting because God says it's important to fight for that stuff. And every one of us has a kingdom to advance. Jesus says that you are the light of the world. And if you have a relationship with Jesus, if you are a Christ follower, He says you are the light of the world. He doesn't recommend you become that. He says that you are that. Here's the problem is we allow the world to dim the light that He's placed within us. And it does this by creating the, the headlines for our life. So what happens is the world tells us who we are. The world tells us what we can do. 
The world tells us how valuable, how worthy. The world tells us all of that. And Scripture says, hey, no, you're the light of the world. You're loved. You're a child of God. You're a warrior. But we allow the world to write the headlines for our life. And I don't know if you read headlines or not. How many of you just like scroll Facebook or social media and you just see headlines? You don't really click on the article. Maybe you do. I don't click on the articles, but I read headlines and I'm like, what in the world is happening? I remember a few years ago, there was a headline that said, woman mistakenly joins a search party for herself, right? So they're looking for this woman and she's in the search party looking. And that's a true story. That really happened. How crazy is that? But man, over the last two, two and a half years, there's been a, there have been a ton of headlines. Some true, some not true, some funny, some not funny, some really sad, some really happy. There's just headlines everywhere. And that happens in our life. When we get in situations and we face circumstances, there's always a headline. We can allow the world to write the headline for our life, or we can allow the Holy Spirit to write the headline for our life. And I just want to give you a quick biblical example of this. Paul Right, He was in prison. He wanted to go preach in Rome. That's what he wanted to do more than anything else. He was excited to go and preach. And before he ever got the chance to do that, he was arrested and he was put in prison there. He was put in prison. He didn't even get to preach. So the headline could have been, man, Paul, excited to do this, gets arrested. It's the end of Christianity as we know it because Paul was... Like he was advancing the kingdom, right? He's arrested at this point. Now, it could have been so many negative headlines, but what happens? Paul says, hey, so I'm in, I'm in prison. I'm, a, I'm like shackled to these other prisoners. There's guards. I'm going to start worshiping God. I'm going to start preaching the gospel. I'm going to be a warrior and fight. And the headline completely changes because of the decisions that he made. And he didn't allow the world to write the headline for that situation. And what happens is he's freed. And not only is he freed, the people around him come to know Jesus because of him. Because he didn't allow the situation in the world to write the headline. And I'm afraid that a lot of us in this room, although we're warriors, although God has called us his children, although he's given us power and authority in the name of Jesus. We allow the world to write the headlines for our life. That we're not good enough. That we're not worth it. That we're not valuable. That we're not beautiful. That we're not children of God. That all we can do is mess up. That it's always our fault. That we're just not working hard enough. That we're not providing enough. That we're not loving enough. The world constantly tells us what we're not. And all that does is bring us to a place of devastation and depression and anxiety and a a place in life where we just, we don't think there's any hope. And we're always just wanting to do more because the world tells us we're not doing enough. And the Bible tells us something completely different. So we have the opportunity in this place right now to write our own headline with the help of the Holy Spirit. And I want the headline for your life to be, man, you're worth it because you have Jesus in your life. 
You're valuable because you're a child of God. Man, you, you do provide, but you trust in the ultimate provider who is Jesus. And you are enough. And maybe you don't, maybe you don't hear that very often. And I want you to know, what, for whatever it's worth, that you are valuable. That every single one of you sitting in this room, you are valuable. And God loves you. And you're a warrior. You're a warrior who is the light of the world, man. And I want to encourage you to shine bright this morning. Number three is this. You have a battle to win. There's a battle to win. And here's the good news. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we see that the victory is ours already through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have little battles that we face every day. And man, I know that there's a lot of men in this room that you're tired. Man, you go to work every day and you work hard and you try to support your family and you try to make the best decisions that you can make for them. And man, you just you try to love when there's when there's time to do that. You don't ever feel like there's enough time to get everything done. And you just you work and you work and you work and you're tired. Man, and I want you to know that you are a child of the Most High God and that you're a warrior in this place. And God loves you. And that we honor you and we value you in this place. And I know there's women sitting in this room and you, you're exhausted. Some of you are running around with little kids. Some of you are working a full-time job. You're a full-time mom. You're a full-time wife, you're a full-time everything that you can imagine, taxi driver, you do everything and you're exhausted. And I want you to know that you're a warrior sitting in this place. And there's a battle to win. There's a battle to win. In Psalm 140, or 144, verse 1 says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Here's what I want you to know about this, that God is training you to fight the battle. Man, the closer we get to Him, the more we become like Him, the more we understand who He is, the more prepared we are for the battles that we face in this life. And you're going to face battles. You're going to face them. And I, I wish I could stand up here and tell you that life is going to be just easy street from here on out, but that's just not the truth. The truth is there's going to be battles, there's going to be trials, there's going to be struggles. But the truth is also that God walks with us through those battles, through those trials, through those struggles. The truth is that He's training your hands for war. He's training your fingers for battle. It's so important for you to know this morning that you are a warrior. And you have someone to protect. You have a kingdom to advance. Man, and you have a battle to win. Don't give up. Man, dad, in this room right now, do not give up. Continue fighting the battle and know that he is fighting the battle with you. And we're fighting from a place of victory already. We've already got the victory. So we're fighting the battle 
And what we have to understand during the battle is it's already won. He's already given us the victory. And it's a lot easier to fight when we know the outcome is victory already. Man, it's so important. I really want you to know this morning how amazing you are as a warrior, as a child of God sitting in this place. How valuable you are. I want to point this out before we move on. That victory, winning the battle, isn't always what you conquer later. It's being obedient and faithful right now. Right? A lot of times we look at the end and we say, hey, well, that's when I can win the battle. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be at the end. So most of us would think, hey, when Jesus gave his life on the cross and he defeated death, that was the battle, the victory. That was the battle won. And yes, that was one of the battles won, but he lived his life always winning different battles because he was being obedient to the Father. When Satan took him off to the mountain and tempted him, he won that battle because he was obedient and faithful in that moment. And there's moments in your life where you need to be obedient and faithful to the prompting, to the calling of the Spirit. Man, and that's a battle won in your life. Don't always think it's something that you have to conquer later. It's decisions that you make right now, today, where you're winning the battle. Three things every warrior needs to hear. And I want you to take this to heart this morning. Matthew 3, 16 and 17, Jesus was baptized. This is what it says. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately... He went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. This is God saying, hey, that's my my son. That boy right there, that's my boy, that's my son. And I'm pleased with him. I love him. Man, and warrior in this room, right? All of you, there's other warriors that we need to speak life into. We're training up warriors as we're being trained. And this is three things that we all need to hear. Number one is this. You have what it takes. You do have what it takes. God has given you everything that you need. To succeed. Everything that you need to be victorious. You have in Jesus. You do have what it takes. Number two is this. You make me proud. And God says, hey, this is my son. I'm well pleased in him. And his obedience, his faithfulness, his willingness to sacrifice Himself, His willingness to go on this rescue mission for all of humanity, for the sinfulness of the world. Man, I am pleased with Him. I'm proud of this guy. I'm proud of my son. I'm proud of my daughter. I'm proud of you. Man, warriors need to hear this stuff. And as men, this is so hard for us. It's so hard for us to say, hey, You are worth it. 
You have what it takes. And you make me proud. And number three is this. You will always be loved. He says, man, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Man, I love him. This is my beloved son. This is my beloved son. Now, what does beloved mean? What does that, what does that even look like? It means that you're loved. But here's what the part we have to play in that, right? When you're called beloved, that means that you have to be loved. You have to give yourself the opportunity for someone to love you. And as men, man, that's really hard for us sometimes to accept that. It's really hard for us to even understand how somebody else could love us. Man, yeah, my wife loves me, my kids love me, but man, these people at church, they don't really know me, they don't love me. And I want you to understand that biblical community is a community of love. It's a community where warriors are together, training together, fighting together, and loving one another through the battles. Man, you have what it takes. You make me proud. And you will always be loved. Man, you are a warrior. And maybe you're sitting in this place. And you don't feel like that at all. Maybe you're sitting in this room right now and you don't feel like a warrior. You feel like a failure. Maybe there's things going on at your house and your home that man, you just don't feel like you've been the man that you've been called to be or you've been the, the woman that you've been called to be. And you're sitting in this room right now and there's regret. There's guilt. There's shame. And I understand those feelings and those feelings are real and I felt every single one of those feelings in my life. As a man, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a Christ follower, as a pastor, and I felt all those feelings. What I want you to know this morning is that God conquers all of that. Is that you are a child of the one true God. He's a warrior. In the book of Revelation, man, there's this amazing picture. John has a, has a vision and Jesus comes back on a white horse and there's robes and they're dipped in blood and he's got like tattoos on his thigh and it's, a, it's an amazing picture. And it's a picture of him going to war. He's about to do some stuff. He's about to do some damage. And guess what? We get to be on that team. And we are warriors for Him. I don't want you to leave this place today without believing in your heart that you are a warrior for the kingdom of God. And I want you to protect like a warrior protects. I want you to advance the kingdom like a warrior would advance. And I want you to know that the victory is yours. You have a battle to win. And the battle isn't far off in the distance. The battle is right now being faithful and obedient to God. You are a warrior. We're going we're gonna to read one last 
passage this morning. And I want to read this to you, man, and, and I want this to I want this to sink in. This is scripture. This is straight from the Bible. This isn't me calling, calling you out. This isn't me telling you who to be. This is what scripture says in Joel chapter 3. Say to the nations far and wide, get ready for war. Call out your best warriors. Let all your fighting men advance for the attack. Hammer your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Train even your weaklings to be warriors. Come quickly, all you nations everywhere. Gather together in the valley. And, and now, man, I want you to hear this. And now, oh Lord, call out your warriors. And I want you to know in this place this morning that God is calling out warriors. That God is calling you to step out of your comfort zone. He's calling you to step out as a man, as a woman, as a husband, as a wife, as, as a teenager, as a child. He's calling you to step out and to fight for the kingdom of God. Oh Lord, call out your warriors. Man, and when He calls out those warriors, I want to be one of those warriors. I want Him to call me and I want to do whatever He tells me to do. And that's a lot coming from me because, like I said, I'm not a fighter. But man, I know that the gospel and the kingdom of God, they are worth fighting for. And then I will fight for the gospel. I will fight to advance the kingdom. And he's calling his warriors out. Saying, stand up. Stand up. It's time. It's time to fight for me. It's time to fight for the kingdom. It's, it's time to advance the gospel. And why does it matter? It matters because there's people all around us every day who are dying and spending eternity in hell because they don't know Jesus. And we have the amazing opportunity as warriors to advance the kingdom of God in this city. As warriors, we get to stand in our homes and we get to proclaim the goodness of God to our families. We get to go to work and we get to proclaim the goodness of God to our coworkers. We get to go to baseball games and we get to proclaim the goodness of God to all the other parents. We get to go to the grocery store in this community. We get to go to these community events. And we get to proclaim the goodness of God. We get to fight for the kingdom every single day of our life. Are you living like a warrior for Jesus? And are you wearing that calling and if you're not, then I want today to be the day that you say, I'm a warrior. Man, I am a warrior and I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for the kingdom. Because I don't want my friends, I don't want my family, I don't want people in my city dying and going to hell because they don't know Jesus. And I'm going to do everything I can to share the goodness of God with them. Man, you can't make them follow Jesus, but you can share Him 
and show his love like the warrior he's called you to be. Thank you for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast. For this and other messages, visit us online at impactharlem.org. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share it with your friends on social media. Once again, thanks for joining us at the Impact Church Podcast.